On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health, wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. Hello and welcome to Pardon My French episode 44. Today is a really special episode and I know I say that often but as you know I don't have guests often and a lot of times it's just my monologue and I do bore myself I must tell you. Um, but today I invited on Tammy Franklin. She is a psychic medium, energy healer, spiritual guide and teacher. Her passion is to inspire and assist others with their growth on a soul level through clearing and healing soul guidance and expansion of their awareness. And the reason why I decided to bring Tammy on is because, as you know, if you follow me for, on Instagram, if you don't follow me, you probably will know that about me. But if you do follow me on Instagram, and I feel like a lot of my audience does, I am quite spiritually engaged and I always share my readings of the Talmud, the Jewish ancient wisdom uh, and now of Kabbalah I'm reading the Zohar and I actually have experimented with reading the Zohar which is really another level of Jewish mysticism um, when I was in prison and the reason why I ventured into it is because um, my grandfather when I was little used to read the Zohar and I, I know you've heard me speak about him before on this podcast. If you've listened to other episodes, my grandfather was extremely spiritual and above and beyond being a religious Jew, which he was, but I never felt it because his Judaism and his religiousness came with so much empathy and so much tolerance that he made me love the religion in a way that I no longer do today. Because, as you know, I was married, my first marriage um, kind of got ruined by my ex-husband going deeply into the Jewish religion and, and becoming extremely orthodox. And I share that in my book, Fuck My Life. So if you haven't read it, and this is not a promotion, it's just more context into my story and why I feel the way that I do about religion and why you know, I tend to be more spiritual than religious. Uh, but if you haven't read it, you can find it on Amazon. Fuck my life. All you have to do is search it on Amazon. It will be like first or second in the search. I think the first thing that comes up 
is a fuck my life mug which I don't sell uh, but then the book comes out and uh, it's currently in English it's going to be in French in the next two months or, th- or so on Amazon France um, and you know if, if you want some uh, a little bit of background on that book you can go to the previous episode on this podcast where I read one of the top, toughest chapters uh, and very telling of my story, chapter six. Uh, and I kind of did like a, an audio read of that chapter and a little bit of narrative and background on the book and editing the book and stuff like that. So if you haven't listened to that episode and you want to know more about the book, um, definitely go into that episode and then to go back to my spirituality if you follow me on instagram you see that i explore my spirituality a lot and on so many levels and i'm, I'm quite familiar with my spirituality i started reading the zohar which comes i think in seven volumes um and the original zohar which is what many of you know as kabbalah and don't be confused with the kabbalah that madonna um was enrolled in a few years back, I don't know if she still is, that's very different. And actually, many um, learned uh, Kabbalists do not approve of that sort of Kabbalah because it's not, you know, the, the narrative of that Kabbalah study has been changed for profit and for so many other things. And that's led by this man whose name is Rabbi Berg. Um, and, and that's not what I'm studying. I'm really going into the actual book that was written by, you know, scholars and that was taken on and on from centuries and centuries and reinterpreted and translated so I'm reading a few of them and what I do when I I go into this type of reading and it's this type of studies I get a few different versions so I got a few Zohars I got volume one um the ones I read in prison were like the, the typical actual prayer books um, with an English translation on one side and the Hebrew on the other side, the original language was the, you know, the very magical language, Aramaic, the, which comes from Hebrew, from Judaism. Aramaic is no longer practiced and very few Jewish scholars actually speak or understand Aramaic, So, but Kabbalah was technically written in Aramaic and they say that the words of God in the Jewish religion were, were taken in the Ten Commandments by Moses were in Aramaic. Um, Now, here's a funny thing. Um, Aramaic actually is the source of a word that we all know, and you may know it from Mary Poppins or other Walt Disney and other cartoons and other, you know, storybooks. The word abracadabra actually comes from avracadabra, which is Aramaic and means... I shall speak and I shall get. So that actually is not a magical, um, it's not a magical sentence. It's not words of magic. What it really means is be careful what you say, kind of be careful what you wish for, because whatever you put out, you, you're going to get. That's where abracadabra comes from. So that's um, that's just a little, you know, wink to Aramaic and where Kabbalah and um, Jewish mysticism comes from, or rather what language it was in. But the reason why I'm opening this parenthesis to say that I've been really immersed in my reading of a few Kabbalah books right now, 
and I have shared them on Instagram. And what I will recommend, and I do discuss that with Tammy, if you want to go into Kabbalah, you do not have to be Jewish. And that's very, very clear when you start reading a few of these books. I bought three different versions. And what I'm recommending to you, if you are not well-versed into Jewish, the Jewish religion or the study of, you know, religious studies of Judaism and things like that, I would recommend you get, you know, those yellow books that are like algebra for dummies or Russian for dummies. Well, there is one that is Kabbalah for dummies and it's excellent, excellent, excellent. It kind of just translates everything in normal words uh, that you can understand. And what I love is that it's it makes Kabbalah so applicable to whatever faith you may be, even if you're not of any faith. And so being immersed in that study, I really started to think of, my departed loved ones and I've been feeling my dad's presence around me a lot lately I've been feeling a lot of protection a lot of shit is thrown my way as you know I always share that and like I'm constantly like seeing a boomerang effect that whatever negative comes to hit me is automatically boomerang back into something so positive and and fueled by love mainly because of all of you and your support and just the way that I approach things nowadays and I think that has a lot to do with the adversities I've faced in my past where I'm able to kind of look at the microaggressions and the huge aggressions of the outside world and you know kind of go about them in a different way than the general public would Uh, and I think a lot of it is also protection and I've been feeling that and I've also been thinking a lot about Brigitte my best friend who passed away um like eight years ago actually seven years ago and um and I've been wanting to connect with her she'd been sending me signs I you know I had a bracelet of hers in I put a bracelet that she gifted me which was like an an Egyptian cuff gorgeous cuff gold cuff and when I moved houses with Sheil I somehow to not lose it put it into one of my pocketbooks and I never used that pocketbook and one day Someone came into my house recently and Brigitte didn't like that woman. She always said that woman had a bad aura and like we should be careful with her. And sure enough, Gilles happened to know that woman from before he even knew me and we got friendly and I always remembered in the back of my mind how Brigitte felt about her. And I'm not going to say whether she was right or wrong. A lot of things proven to be kind of right about what she used to say, but I give people another chance and I have to make my own opinions I have to make my own opinions up so we invited her in and I don't know I went to get something in my room and all of a sudden I walked by my closet where my bags are and that specific bag that I haven't used in so many years fell it like fell on top of my head and I grabbed the bag and opened it and found Brigitte's cuff that had been in there for the past seven years or so she had given it to me as a gift and uh, it was a like I said an Egyptian cuff really beautiful and she used to have two and wear them like an Egyptian queen and Brigitte if you've ever seen pictures of her on my Instagram I'll post another one to give you context in a few days on my Instagram so uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you wonder what she looks like just send me a message on Insta and I'll, I'll remember to post a picture of her she looked like Cleopatra she wore um black black straight hair exactly like Cleopatra the same length like that 
bob straight bob and straight bangs like that and she had these gorgeous gorgeous elizabeth taylor-esque green eyes uh and she used to wear makeup just like egyptian queens used to do um and so she used to wear those bracelets and I used to love them. And right before she passed, she actually gifted one to me on Valentine's Day. Brigitte always, when I was single, after my divorce, she was married to Eric, who's my best friend today. And she was my Valentine. I never felt bad about being single when I was after my divorce because she was my valentine she used to buy me flowers for valentine's day and chocolates and she used to be my date because eric worked at the time uh he worked at night he was a director of a restaurant and so on valentine's night usually he was busy and they would do lunch together and have their valentine's day you know meal together and so in the evening we would go out and she would be my date we would usually go to maya bay in, in monaco um where you see me very often and i always think about her when i go there and so she gave me one of the cups and uh, and then she passed shortly thereafter. Um, she killed herself. And so I never knew if I should try to kind of like reach out to her. I felt like I wanted to. And lately there's been a many, many of you that have shared the passing of loved ones that committed suicide and I was like this can't be a coincidence there's a message in this I feel like maybe I need to do this for other women that are experiencing the same kind of loss because there's the loss of you know someone passing and then there's also the loss of having that person going from from suicide taking their own life and uh, this is where I connect a lot with Lauren and because she lost her mom also that way and I connect also with one of my best friends who I met Lauren through Nina Morgan Jones who's the designer also I designed my wedding dress with um and Nina is actually how I met Lauren I met through her so I felt like you know there's so many of us that are suffering from the loss of the lo these loved ones who've taken their lives and there's so much that comes with that including the guilt and all of that and so I don't know lately a lot of dreams about my dad feeling him around feeling his protection like I felt like lately I had this you know the Wonder Woman bracelets that when something hits her she used the bracelet to like boomerang whatever weapon is thrown at her or fire back I felt like I've had those bracelets and I felt like I was protected by loved ones people will call them guides people will call them gods for me I feel like it's the people that have passed like my father my grandfather and my grandmother who protect me and so I felt the need to communicate with them and I went in a little bit skeptical not skeptical because I'm very spiritual but I have to say through the study of Kabbalah and special messages that I found in Kabbalah, especially lately, I read it with a very different perspective than I did when I was in prison. In prison, I, I've read it with a lot of desperation and looking for solutions and being angry with God. And I speak about that with Tammy in this interview. I put out a message on Instagram saying I was looking to look into past lives, those things that I needed to know about my past life that I felt lately, a lot of deja vus, a lot of things that I did not necessarily study that I knew or that I studied but already knew before I studied them and got certified in them like things like that and just an innate sense that there's a lot in me that I was I'm some really old soul that knew a lot and I had to have known that from somewhere else 
I felt there were also bad encounters with certain people that I felt like I knew them from another life. And then there was the fact that I felt protected by loved ones lately and felt their presence and also wanted to communicate with Brigitte. And so I put out a message on Instagram and so many of you answered and said, oh, I have this great sidekick. I have this great person. I have this nut. And Abigail, this cutie who'd been following me for, I think, way over a year, sent me a message and said, well, my mom does this and she's amazing and she doesn't do really like future stuff because I, I had mentioned I didn't want to, someone with a crystal ball telling me what my future was like. That's not what I was interested in. She said she's really, really good with that. So why don't you reach out to her and see how you feel? And I thought that was great. Like someone sending me a message about their mom, someone that I kind of had been talking to and such a cutie. I think she's just the same age as Dylan or something. And I was like, you know what? I feel so comfortable with this connection. I feel really comfortable. And I reached out to Tammy and she was already expecting my message because I think her daughter told her and she said to me, you know, my daughter loves you. She looks at you like a big sister. She says she learned so much from you and that you're always warm and I'd love to do this for you. And I said, sure. And uh, I, I said I would pay for my session because I really like for people to be compensated, especially when you're going to take so much from them. So I we schedule and I paid for my session. I want to make that clear. So there's no sponsoring. There's no, I didn't get anything for free. Nothing like that. However, she agreed to come on this podcast for free and share so much of her special powers, I want to say, and knowledge with us. And uh, it was very enlightening. And I, and I hope that you will benefit from this episode as much as I have from talking to her and consulting with her so she did my reading into my past lives and that was very interesting because it went back to me being um I think a high priestess in an Egyptian an Egyptian tribe which was crazy because if you think about it the reason why I reached out to her in the first place was because Brigitte who looked like an Egyptian Cleopatra um Egyptian looking bracelet fell on top of my head when I brought someone into the house she didn't like and I felt that was a message. So it's kind of what was all linked. And so I hope you will get as much haha moments as I did throughout my reading and then this episode. And I want to note on here that I allowed Tammy to share insights on a reading because she usually keeps all of that very confidential. But I wanted to share with all of you. Uh, we answered some follower questions. So let me tell you a little bit more about Tammy. Um, she is a Pleiadian starseed and divine channel of the higher dimensions of the spirit world. She communicates with your angels and spirit guides and departed loved ones to guide you on your life path. So just so you know, you can schedule with her for psychic reading or a clearing or a healing. We did a clearing and I asked her to do a reading into my past lives. I didn't ask her about my future. I know my future is. My future is to be forever happy with my children, my dogs. Um, that's what I wanted to be <laughs> and continuing to do what I love to do. Um, so on that note, what else can I tell you about Tammy? I think I've said pretty much everything. She gives us all the goods. I hope you will go into this with an open mind. I want you to know that as spiritual as I feel I am, I am also very Cartesian and very scientific and a lot of the stuff out there I don't believe in. That's why I have a really hard time with psychics who tell the future, even though I have a very close family member of mine who has that incredible power. 
um, I'm not very attracted to that. And so that's not what this episode is about. But it is about a lot of mysticism and a lot of spirituality, as well as a lot of reality. So we really like, we really hit, you know, the, we hit it right on the nail. We, we really talk about the real stuff, like struggling in the moment and how you can just hang on to spiritual stuff and just to manifesting, even though Tammy in this episode really helps us figure out how to lead with more intuition and more awareness um, and finding our best lives. Also, before we jump into this conversation with Tammy, I want you to know we had so many interferences. Usually my system um, implying that I have a good Wi-Fi and that my guest has good Wi-Fi, which is usually always the case. Um, my system is usually flawless. This time, and Tammy truly believes it was kind of like the bad, you know, the bad angels kind of coming to fuck with us. Uh, we had so many interferences to the point that we tried for over an hour to connect. And each time we would go into any subject of truth and enlightenment, um, I couldn't hear her anymore. And it was really weird. So what I ended up doing was telling her to just quit the system. And I would put my podcast recording on um, and we would record her from a phone conversation. I even tried to call her on WhatsApp. And that wasn't working either. Like it would work. And the minute we would go into the important questions, it was like they were crazy interferences. And Tammy truly, truly believed that, you know, it was kind of like those demons coming around to make sure that the truth wouldn't come out. Um, so please, 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 you know, be patient with us. I ended up having to record the whole conversation with my podcast equipment, but on my phone speaker so I kind of put the phone speaker on and put it near my microphone that was the only way I could get her on the whole system that I usually have for guests to be as crystal clear as I am just didn't work we tried for about an hour and all there was was crazy interferences and I you know at first I was like and eh, whatever coincidence shit happens but by the end of that I was pretty convinced, like Tammy, that the interferences were, you know, not all that kosher. Um, so please be patient. She might sound a little bit far away once in a while. I promise you the conversation is worth dealing with some of the bad sound quality on her side. My sound quality is impeccable, of course, because I'm on, you know, a whole podcast equipment with a microphone. But keep in mind, she she was in the USA while I was in Monaco and I had her on the phone in the end with the phone kind of stuck near my, my microphone. So if you hear some interferences or if we hear some her voice cutting out or you hear her being a little bit far away, just, you know, put your volume up. It's worth it. Um, but I know that part of this will not feel like the quality, you know, the sound quality was amazing. And I apologize in advance. But I wanted to give you the real reason. It was that or nothing. And I felt like it was worth the conversation. It's a long episode. We could have done it in, you know, two bits, two parts. But 
why not just make it one and you can listen to it on your own time. Also, listen till the end because we have an amazing giveaway. Tammy is generously, generously donating 20 minutes of her time to do a phone or Skype clearing or reading with you. So if you want to enter the giveaway, listen to the whole podcast and the rules will be given to you at the end of this episode. On this note, let's welcome Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. I am so excited for this episode with you. Um, so as you know, as I've told you, I've recorded a very um, a very good introduction explaining who you are, what you do. I got it all off of your website. Um, but to make sure that we got it all before um, we start this important session with you, you are a psychic medium, energy healer, spiritual guide, and teacher. Um, and before we speak or we say anything, do you have any disclaimers that you need to share with us? Disclaimers would be that uh, open to your interpretation and you make for your life is from um, your free will and by your own choices. So um, consult psychic medium is uh can be extremely it, it should provide you clarity but you make your decisions for your by your own choice and so that would be my uh, main disclaimer is that um and receive uh by spirit is just that it's guidance uh to help you and assist you but uh, all decisions you make are, are for yourself. I like that. And I agree. So just to give a little bit of background, you and I did a session together. I think it was a week ago, right? And we, I didn't want to go into clairvoyance. Like I didn't want to know what's going to happen in my future. I was way more interested in past lives. I had a lot of questions there was a lot of things in my life today that led me to believe that I've had a lot of past life. So I had questions for you. Um, and I do have listener questions for you as well, as far as that's concerned. Um, and I had questions also about like current things that were happening to me that I thought also stemmed from a past life. So we went into that and then you did, you did um, I want to say you did a, an, a healing for me or a clearing? What would you call what we did after our session? Energy clearing on you. Because um, we, when we went through our session, certain topics came up that um, I look at everything in terms of energy and then also um, guidance from spirit. And um, so I'm just the, the, channel of the information um and so it's it's great and give you clarity and explain why certain things are happening um but 
if you're in struggle or uh, having any kind of negativity, what stops that is clearing the energy at work behind the situation. So that's the uh, benefit of energy clearing. And because uh, when we have um, our experiences, there's so many different, uh, on an energetic level, there's so many different things that go play into our everyday life. It's, you know, your belief systems, um, things that karma, um, your, your experiences. And sometimes we can just keep replaying our experience until we clear it. Right. So that's the, that's the benefit of that. That's, and, and that's pretty much, I think, what led me to you. Um, and I want to say, before we get into anything, that when we started, I said to you right off the bat, I said, I'm very spiritual, but I'm not into, you know, psychic readings. I don't really like them. I'm not, I, I haven't had one in maybe over seven years. And you said, oh, good, good, good. Because that's not really like, that's not really exactly what I do. And I really love that. Um because that's just not something that I wanted to go into. I'm way more of, I'm a believer, but I'm way more Cartesian in a way. And I need to, you know, I need to validate things. And this is why I loved your approach. So I guess that's my little disclaimer here. Like we're not going into what's going to happen to me in the future or, you know, you being a tested in your ability to be psychic or anything like that. I will say, though, that I was able to validate a lot of your knowledge because a lot of things that you said about my past life made a lot of sense with my life today, which you couldn't have known and you could not have verified. This They're not things that even as me being a public person, if you Googled me or if you followed me on social media, that you could you could have known even though and here is the cute little story the way that you and I met um was through your daughter who's being my follower for quite some time and she's so cute she's adorable um and she reached out to me about her health or using inulin or something like that and then one day I I put out a message on Instagram saying I'm looking for you know, a medium that, you know, is good with past lives. And she sent me your information. And I kind of just went with the flow. I feel like when, when you go into this type of things, you kind of have to read the signs. And for me, the fact that one of my longtime followers who I've had a connection with before was reaching out and saying, Hey, this is my mom, and she's really good. Um, and you could choose to go to her or not. And that's how I met you. And I loved it. I love that connection. Um, yeah, I just, I love how you follow your heart and, um, you know, spirit led you to me and vice versa. So, and that's just how it works. Yeah. And I think I, I got, I, I really got lucky. Not that other people would come on your wrong side, but I, I think I was on your good side right away. And there was just this openness and positivity just the fact that I, I was coming from your daughter I it, the whole thing was fantastic I, I have to tell you um and so we went into my past life and we went into it with no questions at all like at first I did not tell you anything I didn't tell you 
exactly why I wanted to look into my past lives. And the first thing that you got, you said to me, and you freaked me out. You said that I've been persecuted in every single one of my lives because I was leading with truth in every life that I've had. And, okay. and I'm, I want to let you elaborate on that. Please elaborate on that. We'll tend to have a theme, you know, um, or we'll repeat a story until we complete that soul lesson. So um, it's not uncommon to have um, repetitive, uh, to have multiple lifetimes that center around the same thing, such as persecution. Oh, we lost you for a second. Tammy, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Now we hear you. Is that our past lives, we will uh, will create the same experience over and over again from lifetime to lifetime until we master the lesson, until we get out of the experience that we need to learn. I love that you're saying that. And I think I told you this last time we spoke. You are not Jewish. Uh, and I know that you're not because when you did my clearing, there was uh, there was a sentence that you pronounced that had Jesus Christ in it. So, But I am Jewish and I've been studying the Kabbalah for a really long time from the Zohar. And anybody that follows me on Instagram knows about, about that. I'm not religious at all. I was once very religious uh, due to my ex-husband being very religious. Um, but then when I divorced him, I moved away from the institution of the religion, but I stayed extremely spiritual and stayed very connected to the spirituality of Judaism. And so I've been studying Kabbalah. And in Kabbalah, um, it talks about past lives. And it says that, you know, you come, you come back as long as your task is not completed. Um, and the way that you know that your task is completed um, usually comes from things ending with persecution and possibly um, incarceration. And when I read that, I freaked out and I talked to you about it. And you said something to me about a whole situation that I'm going through now with someone constantly attacking me and you kind of brought it out. You couldn't know about that and you brought it out from my past life. So I just want you to elaborate a little bit on that. And I'm completely, I've, I've not only have I allowed you to look into my past life, but I'm also allowing you to speak on it. Verifying that. Yes. Because everything I do is, you know, confidential and I don't uh, talk about people um, in this case, um, this is exceptional um, because it's for your show. Right. So uh, when I looked at uh, your past life, I was uh, immediately drawn to the Egyptian time. That's the first thing spirit will um, show me is the timeline that I'm going to uh, for the. And then uh, I saw uh, Ingrid. Um, 
I receive my information through my um, third eye, so through my clairvoyance, and then I also um, have and then I also like words will pop into my mind. It's uh, called clear audience, my clear hearing. So I saw her as a priestess, which um, in the Egyptian time is. Uh, they had multiple deities and um, it's, you know, uh, a religious figurehead in that era. And um, so I was, t I asked of what deity she was um, involved with. And um, I heard uh, Hathor. And so she was a high priestess under the deity of Hathor. And um, that is associated uh, with women. Uh, with giving with the mother energy with um, giving birth with um, beauty uh, the goddess of fertility so um, anyway she as a high priestess she was in charge of um, her community or a tribe of women that she uh, protected and oversaw she was in charge of this group and then um, the next thing spirit showed me was um, that there was a uh, disagreement or a conflict uh, within that Egyptian uh, community. And I heard that it was against um, a different named Ra, uh, which is a powerful, uh, I believe in the Egyptian um, beliefs that the uh, was, um, considered the highest God and was very controlling. So it was not uh, uncommon for to be against um, that group. So uh, in this life, uh, Ingrid, uh, and she wanted to protect her um, tribe of women and she wanted to protect them from Ra. And she stood in her truth um, for people, I had to protect them from persecution, and she ended up being punished. Uh, specifically, when I looked at the punishment, I see where she was silenced. I don't see that she was, um, you know, like gruesome with it, like being tortured. I, but what I see is that she was silenced, um, and that there was very harsh pushback for her standing her ground and protecting. So she was isolated in this punishment and not allowed to speak, but she did her people. And experienced an attack uh, for uh, speaking her truth and standing in her truth. Ooh, we're, we're actually losing you. We, I think we've lost a few of your sentences here. Ingrid, in this lifetime, uh, stood in her truth uh, and stood her ground to protect her um, community and her uh, and her people. And she was punished for standing in her truth to protect her um, people. I looked at the type of punishment, and I didn't see anything, you know, that was um, horrific or gruesome. Um, but I did see that she was harshly silenced and, um, 
there definitely was pushback. Um, I think she was like separate. It felt more like she was separated and she wasn't allowed to be heard from, from this, her ex, um, people as a high priestess. So this is when you said this to me, obviously, I freaked out because so much of it um, kind of resonates today. But also because I've been, you know, I've also been imprisoned and and it wasn't to silence me or anything. It was a harsh punishment that I believe today got me to where I am. Um, but it, But this past life thing kind of explains so much of what's happening to me today and I mean my life is you know dreamy compared to what it has been even in this lifetime anybody that's heard me speak on this podcast or follow me on Instagram or read my book fuck my life knows what I've gone through um but at the moment and I just said that point that I said this to you I am very often if not always and this since I've started to have a tribe and I freaked out also when you said the word tribe because my followers the women that you know my audience the women that buy my products the women that support me every day that love what I put out there they self-proclaim themselves my tribe and I love that name I love calling them a tribe just because also in the Jewish religion they were tribes as well um, and so when you said that word and you said that, you know, it was attached to me being a priestess and working with fertility and protecting women, which is a very similar to what I do today, um, except I'm not a high priestess today. Um, but I'm being under attack a lot since people started listening to me, since women started to listen to me. I've been under attack and very often bullied and harassed and I have a feeling it's, you know, the genuine need for someone, maybe a competitor or someone who sees me as a competitor, for me to go away and stop talking. And you said something to me and you said, not in this lifetime. In this lifetime, you will not be silenced. And this is not because you look at the future, but you said that this era we are in um, is an era where you you will lead with truth as opposed to all other eras. And I just really want you to elaborate on that because I've been hearing this a lot and not just from you. So in the current timeline we're in, all of humanity uh, is going through uh, the Great Awakening. We're moving into a new uh, era, which uh, we've moved into the age of Aquarius which um, is associated with truth. Um, and so um, we're learning as a collective that um, maybe everything we thought was true, it isn't true to, you know, whatever, um, however that man is manifesting for the world. But uh, the truth in the past uh, has been silenced. Um, and in this new age of Aquarius that we are now um, in, we are very, very highly supported because we, as a collective, we are moving out of the third dimension and fourth and uh, fifth dimension and lower vibrations where um, 
truth is silence aren't going to exist anymore. So that is why it's different now um, and why we're just so supported in that and that we have these old souls coming back uh, to uh, karma and to step into that to have the success that they didn't have in their past life. So there is one other thing. And before I go into uh, our audience questions, because I have a few good questions for you that they've asked. Uh, as I was studying Kabbalah, um, I was on my way to Sambards about a month ago. I read and after reading about past lives in it, because there are a lot of, there's a few different doctrines in the Jewish religion. And the main doctrine that everyone follows doesn't believe in past lives, but Kabbalah, which is really the higher spiritual uh, study of the Jewish religion, truly believes in reincarnation past lives. And and it gave me a few indications um, that this life that I'm living right now might be my last life. And that is not a negative thing. What it pretty much is, and it's so similar to what you said, and I love that. I love that different religions and different beliefs kind of lead to the same kind of truth. From everything I read, I could determine and almost feel that maybe this is my last plane. Maybe this is my last life. Like I I feel like I have completed my task through all of these lives and everything, including in this life. And I really, really, you know, I based it on the fa- on the on my incarceration and the wisdom that it's given me and a little bit of the influence that it's given me also. And I determined from reading that passage, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't even know if I would be able to, you know, explain it, um, that this might actually be my last life. And this is a good thing. It doesn't mean I go away. It means I go to a higher plane. That's what Kabbalah says. And that's from all the indications I got, I felt that way. And I didn't tell you that. And you said, well, Ingrid, I think this might actually be your last one. I think you fulfilled your tasks and I think this is your last one. And I freaked out when you said that. Can you explain what led you to say that? That this is your, uh, that, yeah, that you are a very, very old soul. Right. And so um, on an energetic level, how I would explain that is that this would be your last life in this dimension mm-hmm. and then we move on to a higher dimension right so then you will be uh you know you'll have your you have a life review um and you have your free will and you know uh I don't claim to be an expert on what happens you know when you die I have a pretty good sense or you know when your soul um as you know leaves your body but I have a very good sense that you know our lives are, you know, we're infinite. So we're, we're always expanding and growing. And, and the goal is that and to move into higher dimensions. So yes, I um, would say that this is your last life in this lower dimension. But then you will, you know, start elevate to yeah. a higher dimension. Yeah, that's that's and, what Kabbalah says as well. New experiences that way. Yes, Kabbalah puts it as you know, there's this coming back in lives for trial and errors until you actually 
fulfill your task and learn all of your lessons. And once you have, you will stop coming back on this dimension and stop going through this trial and errors and sufferings, as well as joys, because there are a lot of pleasures of life. And then you go on to another plane. Um, and I, I, it was crazy that I, you know, kind of like study Kabbalah and was like, I think from all the indications that I'm reading, this might be my last one. This might be the last, you know, life of trial and errors and sufferings and learning lessons. And you then said that, which leads me to a follower question. So Trisha wrote to you, and I and the reason why I I really picked her question is because I got this a lot about the numbers, and you spoke to me about five five five. So uh, the gateway. So I I'm gonna go into this question and then we can move on to the, the power of numbers because people seem to be obsessed with that. Um, Trisha wrote, I see 11, 11 and 0, 0, 0, 0 quite a lot. And I also get the combination of 69 in a lot of my official items like bank account, driver's license. My mobile number is, she gives me the number and it ends in 69. And I see repeats of 988269 in a lot of other things. My house number is 56. My private mailbox number is 2551. I also have dreams of pending accidents. I then try to dream them for a positive outcome. Then generally, these generally involve people I know or close family members. Um, she goes on into dreaming of the death of a brother that passed away. And I think you're going to love that because you are all about teaching people to use their intuition. So... Um, and then she says that after dreaming it 12 hours later, he passed away in a car accident. Her question was really loaded with a lot of things that she knows are correlated possibly to past life or, you know, having visions or intuition. Um, she goes, would that be a subconscious type of manifesting? Because it is a bit scary. And I know it's probably off topic. And I don't think it's off topic. I think it's a little bit all over the place. But it's a little bit like, all of us civilians that don't have your awareness, we kind of all walk around with that. Like, am I psychic? Do I have intuition? Is it manifesting? Is it a coincidence? So what can you tell me about why people keep on seeing these numbers constantly or the feeling of dreaming about something and then it happens? How can we elaborate on this question? And um, I'll just start with the numbers. Um, well, first of all, the, the specific um, uh, the that message you and uh, about her experiences. She's, right. she's very intuitive and then she's not like, she, she needs to like own that. So she's not, I, what I get is she was, spirit was giving her a message. It wasn't that she manifested, you know, a death or something of her family member. Right. It was, spirit was letting her know that this was going to happen. So I would say for her, she needs to um, not be afraid of her intuition and start owning it and claiming it. And, and unfortunately, you know, we're just not uh, taught about intuition. It's, it's not something, you know, most people learn as a child is totally normal because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So um, whether or not you believe that at some point on your journey, you, you will come to realize that. And that's just part of the journey. But for the numbers, the reason so many of your, um, so many people uh, responded to your post about numbers is because that's just such a, 
easy way for spirit to get our attention. And in particular with the um, number sequence of ones, um, you know, 111 or just 11 or 1111 or, you know, however it comes, um, that is a very common number to see when someone is going through their own spiritual awakening. Um, spirit's trying to get their attention. Um, I would uh, put it out there that pay attention when you notice those numbers. Notice if you don't um, maybe hear some ringing in your ears. Um, number 11 uh, or the with the sequence of ones. Uh, generally, I find that people are getting energetic downloads. They may not consciously realize that. Okay. And it's also a message to pay attention to your thoughts because thoughts create our reality. So specifically about um, is that's why the um, the elevens or the ones are so commonly seen. Yeah, that's the I that's the one I got the most question about was 11 um a lot or somebody said also 222 two, two. and then someone said and I think that one is totally in tune with what's happening as of yesterday because someone said she keeps on saying 555 five, five. and I just you know uh, number triple numbers are just like really eye-catching right yeah and, and as soon as you like I notice um, people see them on their receipts or on license plates um, just because of or the clock um, but uh, 222 is about staying positive and to pay attention to your thoughts um, so is the message that um, your uh, that spirit or your you know your spiritual team is trying to communicate with can be also like a sign that you're on track I love that and I I do think that this is also great because it kind of pushes my message you know to always like try to find positive and strengthen things and you know, of course, you don't want to become a complete quack and just see numbers and think there's a message in them. But I do believe that, you know, after three, four times, it's no longer a coincidence. There's definitely a sign. So I I have done that myself because I have doubted a lot, my intuition a lot and my clairvoyance a lot. And I have quite a bit of both. And now I decided to own it mainly because of encounters like you who've said to me, you you have to stop bullshitting and you just have to own a little bit of your intuition and your clairvoyance so what I do because I am such a doubter in myself mainly and also you know I I I like stuff that's that's palpable it's very hard for me to just you know believe in magic in other words um so I gave myself and I don't know if it's a good trick for everyone but I I gave myself about like three three strikes like you know one two three can be a coincidence or you know just luck but anything more than three times I definitely have to stop paying attention and think there's a higher spiritual message in that and I don't know if it's a good trick but it works for me I've been trusting my intuition a bit more with this trick without you know without kind of letting go of my need to be down to earth if that makes sense. I would say, um, taking that a step further, I would say um, 
just because I'm so deep into the you know spiritual world that that there are no coincidences. So when you're in the flow of life and spirit and conscious creation, there are not any coincidences. So at first they may appear, you know, like as signs and like what you said, well, you know, if I see it three times, but then I would challenge you just to, to move into a deeper trust and just accept like that chronicity and I'm on my path. So you know from you know me well now because we've spent some time talking and of course we we get close really quickly when we do this type of things. I actually don't know if I if I can let go because I pride myself so much on being like a realistic person. So I know what you're saying and I know like on the intuition and just you know don't believe in coincidences. I somehow don't think. I can, even though you know me by now, you know, I'm extremely spiritual and I absolutely believe in signs and, you know, and in messages, but I don't know if I could right off the bat, see a sign and acknowledge it as such, you know? Um, I, I really appreciate how uh, honest you're being with yourself about that because you're, you know, it's just part of the process and developing your, uh, your trust and spirit for you. Right. Uh, that's, that's okay. It's just part of the journey and it's, it's just one step at a time. And I think you may feel that way right now, but I really feel as you continue to trust and get more, uh, you're really discovering, like, with through your study of the, and I can't say it as beautiful as you, uh, Kabbalah. You said it beautifully. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love the way you say it. I kind of, anyway, um, I think you will see a change over that, that it, it will be more, um, you'll be more in the flow and not even really, yeah. You're not even going to think about it so much. So it's funny that you say yeah. that because I started to read it. I used to read it at night um, and it was great, but I felt like the the spiritual plane it was putting me on was being wasted on sleep. So now I wake up earlier and I actually read it in the morning before taking on the rest of my day and all the microaggressions of the day. And I've noticed that I take everything with so much more um like more thrive and more like optimism and a, like a little bit of nonchalance um so it is true that learning from kabbalah or any type of spiritual manuscript like that um can definitely open you up more to your spirituality. If you could give me or my audience a tip on, you know, activating your spiritual powers a little more, a tip like an everyday tip, what would it be? To talk to your spiritual team. Okay, how do you do that? Give me an example. in your head 
or if you want to, you know, you could keep a journal, you know, like write a letter to your, you know, angels or your spirit guides or directly to God, uh, what, however, you know, you feel most comfortable, but there, there's so much power in asking. Like, I, I, I think I'm going to do a class on that because people just do not realize we have, and through free will, you got to ask. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's, that's how it works. So, um, you know, we can do it the hard way and try to, you know, I do it myself and see how well that works out. And that's, gen, you know, I think that's what leads to frustration and, you know, blocks and uh, lack of success and failure over and over again. And that's when you take a step back and regroup. So really, ask track yourself. It would be use your power sovereignty and use your free will and and start a conversation uh with spirit you know what would you like me to know today um uh uh, this problem um i always you know when i travel i always ask for protection and i find if we have you know uh being from the west coast we tend to drive more um and long distances of nowhere and anytime I've ever had you know like a breakdown or a flat tire like help just shows up out of nowhere I could be in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden help shows up because I always ask for protection you know when I travel like that so So, it's it's um, very funny that you're saying that and you know my first first encounter with my intuition was over 15 years ago and it's funny that you're bringing up travel because I think travel inhibits a lot of intuition I don't know why maybe because we move energetically and we move through different energies I don't know you will tell us that but I actually um, never used to ask for protection I now do intuitively and it freaks me out that you said that because you never actually in the times we've spoken you've never said this before to me um about 15 years ago, I was supposed to go from New York to Florida with my children. And we missed our first flight. It was a true snafu. There was no reason for us to miss it. We booked ourselves on another plane in another airport because we really had to make it that day. It was a Jewish holiday. We had to make it before sundown, before the holiday started. We arrive at the next airport and we're told that we cannot leave on that plane. And at that point, I talked to my mom, who's quite spiritual, and she she said, you know, I'm not sure you should come. Usually when you encounter obstacles in traveling, you shouldn't push your luck. And of course, I was very young, and my kids were small, and I wanted to be with my family for the holiday. I wanted to be in Miami, which is my hometown. I pushed my luck some more, and I then drove to New Jersey Airport, Newark Airport, and caught the last flight. So I lost all these tickets. I didn't have that much money back then. So it was a big deal. But my stubbornness, I got to Florida on time and went out for that Passover dinner at my brother's house, came back, went to sleep in the house we were renting. And that night, that house caught on fire. And I was lucky to be able to get my kids, my husband, myself out of that house before the house exploded. Um, And I do believe that there was, that was a message for me because I kind of knew something was bad and I kind of didn't want to follow my intuition. And even though we were saved, so you would say, well, 
you know, there was someone protecting us, something protecting us. I felt like since that time, when I sense danger, I ask for protection first. And I also don't go head on. Like, I don't insist. If it's not supposed to be, then I don't push it. So it's very interesting that you mentioned travel and asking for protection because since that day, I asked for protection and I'm also specific. And I was told that when you want to manifest or you want to ask for something and you want to ask for protection or ask for something, you have to be specific. So I actually ask God in my case, because I believe in my God or in God, everybody's God. Um, I don't necessarily ask my guides, but I do ask my dad who's passed away and my grandfather who was a very holy person. So I ask those three entities to give me signs if I'm not supposed to travel. And so religiously, each time we get to the airport on time, they take my suitcase without a problem. The people that attend to us are kind and there are no obstacles whatsoever. There's no stress. I always look at my husband and say, you see, now I know we're supposed to travel and this is going to be a good trip. Tammy, are you still there? Oh, you now you, now you came back. You yeah. went silent for a second. Okay. So that's the story. What you said. <laughs> yes. Touched on so many points just uh, naturally uh, through your intuition um, about not pushing it because uh, when you go into effort, then you're not, you know, in in the flow. Uh, so that, that's kind of your, that's your aha of like, okay, time to regroup. And especially under the circumstances that um, obstacles come in the form of, uh, or delays is, is a way of spirit protecting you. You know, say from a car accident or in your case, you know, the house exploding from the fire. Um, you know, whatever, um, anything. So we're, we're, we have a lot of protection and we have a lot of help from spirit. So opening that dialogue and using your free will and using your power of asking, uh, that's this tool and tip, I would say, uh, for, from being and connecting with your intuition. Right. Now, my next question, and I think we had a good experience with that um, when you did my clearing, um, is transforming negative energies in your life into positive ones. And I, as you know, I gave you the background only once you brought up my past life and how, I mean, you freaked me out. I then told you who the person or, you know, where that negativity was coming on to why I was constantly harassed and, you know, attempt, attempted to be silenced uh, in my truth. And it was so correlated with my past life. And I said to you, but I exercise this muscle now of turning anything negative that's thrown my way into something positive. And I've been doing it, um, but it's very hard for me to convey how I do it. I always, you know, my followers watch me do it. And I give you a great example. Um, the person that attacks me constantly in my credibility and, you know, 
and attacks my ethics in a way and my credentials or my truth, as you call it, um, has gone and attacked my reviews on Amazon, my on my book. So one day I started to get notifications that there were some reviews being left on my book and I went to look and they all came from, you know, the same place with the same wording. Of course, you know, I went about it the legal way. We found that it was coming from all the same person or this person paying people to do it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I could have gone head, head on with something I absolutely cannot control, which was the complete legal way and contacting Amazon and fighting it. And instead, I was like, you know what? Evil doesn't operate that way. And it's very hard to stop evil in that way. I have no control over any of that. What I have control over is turning this complete negative into a complete positive. So I actually shared this huge problem with my tribe publicly and I posted these horrible messages that were being posted about myself they were on my book reviews but they weren't about the book they were about me and about my truth um and I said you know what let's turn this into a positive for every review real review from real readers we will give you a discount on the products but please be be truthful like please be truthful I really needed people to be truthful and not just do me this favor so it it worked it worked magically everyone pulled through and I think that's why it's so significant when you first um did my past life reading you said I had a tribe and you used that word and I think that's so significant because in this instance with the reviews I really learned to turn a negative or adversity or an attack. So like external aggressions into a positive by calling out, you know, the power of this tribe and the power of truth. And it's worked. Um, basically, I think Amazon didn't respond to my lawyer for over two weeks, but the reviews started pouring in, positive reviews, real reviews. People were posting pictures of the book in their hands so they could really prove that they were readers, they were verified purchases. And it's kind of like we won with the truth. And I love that you kept on saying that, you know, we are in an era right now, right in this moment where truth prevails, which wasn't the case before. This was so true in this instance. And I really feel like um I lead with the truth I and sometimes it's a hard thing to do sometimes you just want to hide you know under the covers and and let the storm pass and I realized that for me that's kind of like hiding from demons and it doesn't work and it never works and it's the worst feeling you kind of weave this web of negativity by trying to hide from these attacks and negativity and and all of that if that makes sense so I'm able I see that I'm able to turn a lot of negative into positive I I did it with in this instance I do it all the time and a lot of my followers a lot of my audience always message me and say I love how you turn you know negative into positive and it becomes a love fest, something great, something amazing. I know that I do it. I'm not sure how I do it. I it's it it is something that I exercise and I do it with awareness. But I wouldn't know how to 
teach anyone to do it. And I know you know how to do this. So how would you, what tips can you give anyone um, on turning negative energies in your life into positives? Um, the, t the number one tip that I would give is to pay attention and use your awareness. So the, the downfall that most people um, don't realize when they're um, experience, experiencing struggle or, you know, something that's troubling them is that it's happening to them. So it's use your awareness that um that you're stuck that you keep trying to do the same thing over and over again and you're stuck in effort or struggle or it can look like um i like to use the metaphor of like you're in rapids like is your life running you or are you running your life and you just feel like you're um being bounced around and so in those situations you're not using your personal power and so that's why I love this question to help people step into their power the, the the way you create change is through your awareness of the struggle so that's why I wanted to highlight like the way that um, negativity can show up for you in your life so the moment you realize it then you can uh, stop the negative thoughts within your mind And, and you do that just by your awareness of like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, I, I see the pattern. I see how this keeps happening, the same experience. And start use, use uh, ask spirit to help you with new solutions. Um, and that that's the number one way for um, getting, there's a difference between perseverance and effort and struggle. Right. Perseverance is done through optimism, where effort and struggle is not. I love that. So, yeah. So I really like, you know, being uh, persevering or being determined in a positive mindset versus this is so hard. I hate doing this. Um, this sucks. Uh, I don't like what I'm doing. You're or I don't or I don't like what this that. person is doing to me. I really hate giving power to people that way, especially like in my, yeah. you know, in my situation to it. And it's not that I'm bringing it back to me. I just feel like what, you know, my situation is so makes things so easily palpable for everyone. So in my situation, whoever does this, and I, I know very well who this person is and who this operation is, who's behind this operation um i i don't want to let them you know happen to me i want to let them happen for me whatever they do they're not doing it to me they do it for me i don't want to give them the power of doing anything to me so even though there are negative attacks and very often you know they're Today, with social media, people are able to do this behind the screen and, you know, hide their identity and all of that. Whatever it is, especially forces that you cannot control, negative forces, to, right. I always kind of look at it like I, they're not happening to me. This is happening for me. And I'm going to make sure of that. And that's where I love when you say, you know, you have your, your own will that comes into play. And that's where mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, this is where I have to come into play. I have to help myself. 
Um, but you did say something right. that didn't go on recording because we got cut off. You said that the reason why I'm able to do it is because I'm an old soul, but most people that are unable to do this in this lifetime for now are just going in this merry-go-round and they don't acknowledge the struggle. And I want you to just elaborate on that. Like, how does one acknowledge their struggle? How does one know that they're not truly acknowledging their struggle? Um, sorry, uh... How, rephrase that question again. How, did, how does one... You were saying that people go in this merry-go-round of, you know, this cycle of negativity, oh, yeah. right? And I... I right, right. And you yeah. also said to me that the reason why I'm able to do this is because I'm an old soul. I have a lot of practice with that. And I, I believe that. Um, right. But how does... Yeah. And you said most people go in this merry-go-round of negativity or enduring negativity, rather, because they fail to acknowledge the struggle. So how does one first acknowledge the struggle? Well, that's part of the growth of it. Um, and, and that's part of the lessons of, you know, the human experience is using your awareness. So that's like, that's the number one step is, and I actually did a post on awareness today on my Instagram. So people look at that. There will we're, be other We're all going to go check it but, out. Yeah. But, um, but awareness is the key to change. The, uh, it is your inner awareness and recognizing yourself in struggle. Um, so that's the difference between, you know, perseverance and dermis determination versus being in struggle when you recognize you got to use your awareness and be like okay this isn't working recognize what kinds of thoughts you're having um it is just it's so it's i know it sounds so simplistic but it's through your awareness that you create that change and it's easier for older souls uh like yourself ingrid because like you come in and you have you bring in all this knowledge from past life experiences with you and um old souls just they just uh you know go around um <laughs> you know it's, it's a instant unconscious recognition of i'm not i'm not playing that game been there done that i know how to work i know how to go around these types of obstacles so um but for for your viewers it and that are working on this lesson is use your awareness to recognize yourself uh, on that merry-go-round or in a repetitive pattern and then that's when you can declare to spirit okay I'm done with this I've had enough I need a new solution and then that's something you take on you take in your own hands so I really hate yeah. the, I really hate the word victim and I refuse to be a victim of any situation um, but that's me. And I also think that it's not just the past lives and being an old soul. I feel like, you know, you, I, I've told you this, I, I went to prison, I went to federal prison for a year. When you go through that, you either decide to be a victim of that time in your life, or you decide to learn the hard lessons. And for me, and I said it in a podcast recently that I went on, I was like, I, I came out of there believing that I will never be a prisoner of anything anymore. And so I refuse to be the prisoner of situations, especially of negative situations. So I take them into my own hands and I'm pretty much like, oh no, you know, let me, let me turn this into a positive, whichever way I can. 
what would you say to someone who's going through a really, really hard time right now? How would they spiritually kind of activate their strength and their gift to go from a totally negative and and say, you know what, this is not happening to me, this is happening for me, and turn it around? Is there like a quick fix for this? Wow, that's a million-dollar question. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head uh, with your um, comments about being a victim because that is uh, – being a victim is, is part of uh, your, you know, fear-based uh, mind thoughts. It's part of the ego self. The ego self completely identifies with fear, uh, lack, struggle, you know, being a victim. That's like – classic so the my best quick tip and it's uh is going to be similar to my comment about awareness is when you've had enough and and that's when you're you know when you when you've had enough of taking taking down the knock and it you decide to you know stand up and dust yourself off and and I and I'm not and I know that sounds so simplistic and I know it's really really hard and a lot of people have really bad situations but you have that situation for a reason it's in your life plan it's by design it it came to you um for whatever reason it's it's there so the best thing you can do is to, to declare, it's like, okay, spirit, I need some help. I am done with this story. I'm done with this uh, negative experience. I need help. I would like to change this. And you will be so supported, especially someone at that uh, point on their soul journey. You get so much help. It's like you get, um, you make just a little bit of change and effort in the right direction and you the rewards come really fast. I love that. So I'm I'm an example of that. New and different. I'm an example of that, although I will say something that's gonna resonate with people that are, you know, going through something really harsh. I have to tell you when you're in prison and you're looking at four years and you don't know if you're gonna win your appeal, like what happened to me, one year and one year mm-hmm. of pure hell. Um I, I couldn't I, I tried to read Kabbalah when I was behind bars and I, it didn't work for me. I was very angry. I was angry with God. I was I was angry and I stopped believing. I you know, but when you get out of there, at some point it all makes sense. And for me today, in hindsight, it all it it all makes sense. And you know, there's a thing in Kabbalah that says there's a concept that you have to learn it says everything happens for a reason so it's it's you know it comes from aramaic and it which is a really ancient language and it also comes from hebrew everything happens for a reason which is what's in hebrew but it specifically tells you there's like it's like a handbook of how you have to teach it around to never say it to someone while they're going through it. Like you cannot tell someone who's actually going through something really harsh unless you're very close to them or you're very dear to them. You cannot tell them at that time everything happens for a reason. Only when they got out of the situation, 
and they're about to see that right. light, are you allowed to say it? And I find that so sensitive and so good because I absolutely hated when I was in prison, suffering, not seeing my kids, going through a lot of shit for anyone, especially someone, you know, of faith to come and see me and say, oh, don't worry. God only puts you through what he thinks you can handle. Everything happens for a reason. So I want to make sure that, right. you know, we say that the message we're, convey we're conveying here has nothing to do with telling someone going through something really hard right now. Oh, there's, you know, there's a higher purpose for it. It's more of like, you know what, manifest in a way and word exactly your will to end it. Like you've had enough, this has to end and take it into your, your own hands. Like you can't just say that and sit there and wait for it. You know, I, I always refer to people in prison were reading the book, The Secret, and they were formating sentences in the way the book was telling them. And then they would sit on their beds their bunk beds in prison and just wait for it to happen. And I used to look at them like, what are they crazy? It's not like that. <laughs> and I want to make sure that, Correct. you know, anyone listening to this session that we're having realizes it's not like that. Like if you want to help, you've got to, you're going to have to help yourself. And the first thing you have to do is say, I have had enough and I'm going to take this into my own exactly. hands and I'm going to ask for help. And I really like that you highlighted uh, that, that, so wise what you said about um to not say that to somebody in the moment because that it, it's not helpful no and 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 your comment um about uh, during your time when you were in prison and that you had anger um you know when you have uh anger like that or you know um a time of you know questioning god and spirit I, that's it's really normal um the questioning of God part is, is normal. Uh, and that just in the end, well, it, that's kind of done by design to make you doubt God yeah. when you have a negative experience. So the lesson in that, the bigger picture, you know, after you're done with the, the hard part of the lesson is that the hope is, is that you complete the circle and come back and um, find your faith and spirit and God and using your personal power. And that's part of the soul's journey and the lesson um, and moving out of um, the third dimensional reality of the ego energy, which is a, the third dimension is a fear-based reality, which, you know, goes back to our comments on truth wasn't supported in the past, but we're transitioning out of this third dimension into higher dimensions um, as a collective, all of humanity. So this is going to be um we're not going to have, we're going to have different types of uh, experiences that don't involve fear and anger. I would, my best guidance for anger would be like, that's the time to get an energy clearing because anger is really hard to release. Yeah. I believe um, that. Except, you know, you, I mean, except, you can do you know. that on your own. Sorry. No, no, no um, go, go ahead. I, I really want you. you to go about the clearing because I, I really want you to explain what it does and we did it. So you can, I, I allow you yeah. to speak on, you know, what you did. And we were addressing specifically this situation that I spoke about. So, you know, go ahead, give us, give us some insight on a clearing. It's great that you said when you start to feel angry, it's time for clearing. 
Yeah, it is time for a clearing. And, and I really would highly recommend, you know, seeking the help of, you know, someone who does energy work for clearing that. It would be kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, if you had an infection in a cut, like, do you stay at home or do you go get antibiotics? You, you, you know, I love that. Um, or if your arm is broken, right, you would get a cast, right? You wouldn't just stay at home with your arm broken. Um, that might be a better example. So anger, you know, you need... Uh, but some at-home tips for uh, for yourself or things that you can do for yourself for letting go anger is to acknowledge your anger first. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to acknowledge it and be aware of it. You could write out all your angry feelings on a, a piece of paper and then burn it. There's a lot of satisfaction in that. I, love that. Um, I would recommend for clearing, you know, a negative energy like or emotion like anger. Uh, a salt bath or swimming in the ocean that would be helpful just the intention of wanting to release the anger uh, because uh, stored anger uh, can manifest as like physical disease and that's generally at the heart of all like you know like cancer cancer etc I believe that all wholeheartedly I love that could you explain just quickly the process of the clearing that you did on me and I have to tell you after that clearing I didn't follow up with you right away that night I was exhausted uh coughing which I think is completely normal I've heard that the coughing is kind of like purging all of the negative and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and weirdly very at ease and serene in the whatever was worrying me so I had like a mix of exhaustion coughing and serenity good I love it that's what that's what it should be um you know well that would be the advantage of working um you know with an energy healer or with me is um you should feel some, you know, pretty instant relief on some level. Um, most people, uh, after working with me, will comment on feeling calmer uh, or less worried or less fearful or, you know, really it's just I feel so much better yeah. and lighter. Um, my process um, is always changing because I'm always learning and always growing. Um, spirit's always teaching me. So, you know, I think um, my process is always uh, expanding and, and changing. But I've really, uh, I think over time, um, I'm stepping into more and more uh, self-authority. Uh, I'm stepping more, which means I'm stepping more and more to my uh, personal power as a spiritual being. And um, so really getting into the, to the heart of the matter, most people with with the struggle and, you know, with the reason why we're talking about past lives is you have karma um, that needs clearing or, or you can have, um, which we haven't, which you touched on with your experience with your book reviews, we can have negativity projected to us. Mm-hmm. And with a, with an energy clearing, we can put a stop to that. And uh, because it's by uh, the dark will work its, you know, quote unquote magic on, on a person because there's something in your subconscious there's something in your past life experience, something in your soul's journey that has given permission to that type of attack. Right. And when you clear, when you clear that for yourself, it can't touch you anymore. I love that. So, so I want to say 
that I loved that you said that you grew a lot into clearing because I have to tell you, I found you and I knew nothing about clearings. I think I got a, a clearing a few years back, which was completely different from yours and it had tools and things like that. You were, you were extremely assertive, not aggressive, but very assertive in pushing negativity away, but more in a voluntary way like i release you i let you go like you can get the fuck out now i that's kind of that's not what you said but that's kind of how <laughs> how it was yeah. you know and i yeah as much as i am you know very like i said very cartesian i have to tell you i felt that because even if you don't believe in the spirits or whatever not that i don't because i truly do at this point just the fact of hearing you say to whatever negativity, whether it's a person or a spirit or, an, you know, a bad angel, whatever you want to call it, the fact that to hear you say assertively, like, get the fuck off of me, you're no longer allowed in my space, automatically mm-hmm. you're going to leave this clearing, even if you don't believe in anything that just happened, and you're going to look at whatever is negative in front of you and say to it, no, get the hell out. So I feel like yes. you, you can't go wrong either way, even if you want to approach it on a realistic approach and say, okay, none of that was spiritual. There's a more there's a morality behind it that just says, you know what, you can actually close the door to that shit. You can. And I think the biggest thing is just saying, I do not consent. That's I do not what consent I remember. I'm done with this game. That's what I remember, yeah. and I love that. One last thing before I let you go, and I think a lot of people are going to relate to this, um, and that was one of the reasons why I came to you also, which was a positive. Uh, there are a few people in my life that have come into my life in the past few years, in these years of complete enlightenment for me, where I really found my way in my business, and I you know, built this beautiful tribe of women who have become my mentors and my supporters and, you know, my, my, my everything. This tribe has been incredible and they've really fueled my passion for what I do. I've also made some incredible friendships. Some of them are remote friendships. Um, thank God for social media because COVID could have killed all of us, you know, with anxiety and feeling solitude and, and so on. Um, And I have made incredible connections with people that I felt like I've known my whole life. One in particular that I came to you about, because her and I really wanted to know, and I'm not going to say her name, but her and I have so many similarities that when I came to you, I said, either we were related in 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 another life, or we were the same person. That's how much her and I are similar. And how much we connected that each time I talk to her, instead of feeling like I know her more, I feel like I've missed her. It's happened to me one time to say to her, I can't tell you, I, can, I can't wait to see you. I, I want to tell you that I miss you and I need to see you. Like I, and I haven't really never, I know her for a long time, but I've never really seen her, met her. And I don't feel like it would be a meeting. It will be like, I've missed her. Um, And I explained to you a few of our similarities and then you answered, you tapped into it right away and you blew us away because you gave us character traits uh, that we both have that make us so different from 
everyone else around us, but you also gave us our connection. And I even said to you, sometimes she finds a very spooky resemblance between her mother and I, and her mother has passed away. So I really want you to explain that feeling and kind of like what happened to me with this person. So um, when, when you plan out your lifetime, we, uh, for your human experience, um, we, we have what is called like soul groups and or soul families. Um, so basically a soul family would be within groups, so multiple families within that one group. But when I um, looked at um, this connection between you and, and this friend uh, on an energetic level, I saw that you both um, are uh, your soul sisters. So from, you're from the same soul family. And that's why, and it really is almost like a... Um, it's a twin-like energy between you. You're you're not the same soul, but you're you're very your sisters. And so um, there's like a and and I say twin because in earthly terms, I think people would understand what that means. It's like uh, you know the the classic things that people know about twins, like they have a tele, you know, an unspoken connection. Yeah, they dress um, the same without energetic. planning it, like things like that, which is kind yeah. of what happens to us. Yeah. And we also have some very odd resemblances. Like sometimes she will post something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this could have been my arm or this could have been my hand, you know, like really weird stuff. Right. And and you will um, incarnate together to support one another. And that's another way that we're energetically supported uh, for our experience, our human experience, is that we come in with people here to help us. Right. So... And so you also yeah. said that I was her mother in another life also. In France, yes. oddly. Um, yes, that came up. Um, so you want me to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, I allow you because I think that okay. so many people are in my predicament now with social media. They they bond with, with other people. I've seen incredible friendships being born even, you know, from a distance. And I know that I'm not the only one experiencing this with, you know, one or two people in my life where I feel like I've known them my whole life or in another life. And so, yeah, you said, because I, I find her very protective of me in certain situations, which is so weird because she's not a mush. She's not someone that just says, I love you to every single girlfriend that she has. But when I am attacked, somehow she pulls through. And she protects me. And very often she'll say to me, I don't even know why I'm so protective of you. And I, I can't bear for you to be attacked. And you said something. You said uh, that she was my daughter in another life, which which would, ex would explain why sometimes she finds that I resemble her mother. And you said that there was a plague and she cared for me until my death. Yes. So um, that's exactly right. So I, again, I start with the timeline. And so I got, um, I just heard the 1600s yeah. and I heard it was in France. And um, so that you were both like uh, uh, upper class. It was, I don't know why, but spirit told me that. Um, and she was, or you were well off. And um, uh, she was your daughter in that lifetime. And then Spirit showed me, I just heard the word plague, that there was a plague um, 
during that um, life, and you fell ill to the disease, and um, your friend in that life was your daughter, and she just, she, she, like, the way I saw it is she just really um, doted on you, and, like, really tried hard to nurse you back to health. Um, She prolonged your life. I didn't tell you this, but she prolonged your life um, longer than it would have just because of the care she gave you. Um, But you did eventually um, die. Um, And then when, when you did pass, um, it was, it was, uh, she was heartbroken. And so you guys just, uh, just have a very close connection and you both, you know, incarnate to support one another. And then just without speaking too much to her, uh, revealing about her, but you said something that made me think of this. Like it just described her energy as a person, as a soul, of the way she came in. As to oh, your comment was, I don't know why I'm protecting you. That she said that yeah. to you, yeah. And that speaks to her personal character uh, as a soul. That's why she protects you because it is the way um, because of both of your connection being soul sisters, and then it's just her nature. You give me, I mean, we got good goosebumps when we read your first message and I'm feeling them again. It makes me very emotional. It's beautiful. I know that this is going to be beneficial. So if anyone's listening and they feel a crazy connection with someone they've never met before and they've recently become friends with and they don't understand why they feel so close or they feel a sense of deja vu with this person or they, or they have an incredible, incredible connection, like they've known this person their whole life, or this person reminds them of someone that was once in their life, then it's definitely, I would say, a manifestation of past life, right? I was saying that I got goosebumps, and you interrupted me. So tell me, what does goosebump mean? Um, goosebumps when uh, goosebumps are a physical reaction to truth. So when someone someone is telling you something, and then it just all of a sudden you're like, "Ooh, I got goosebumps." It, that's your that's your intuition saying this is this is real. This is truth. This is incredible. So, um, just to to just just this take away from this podcast for me is is priceless because I didn't know that. And you know, when I think about it, anytime I get goosebumps, it's because someone tells you either someone something very emotional, very true, or a hard truth as well. Correct, yeah. That's incredible. That. Well, her and I definitely got goosebumps when we read what you had to say. And I know we're not the only ones, like I said, in this predicament. Um, like you like you've told me a sense of deja vu with someone the feeling that you know them or that they look so familiar and you don't know why or that you've already shared a lot with them even though you haven't um then you should definitely look into past lives that you've had possibly together and this leads me to the very last i have to mention this um, when you were doing my reading and right before you did my clearing, my father came during my clearing, my father came through. My father passed away when I was 17 and he came through. And I, I just want you to just yeah. touch on that. Like that that was crazy because I did not ask you, but I was praying that either him or my grandfather would. And he did. And I want to tell you, you said things 
in words that my father would say. And I didn't tell you that at the time because I was so taken back. But you gave me messages. You you said, you know, his chest is swollen with pride. And I could actually imagine my father showing me his swollen chest with pride because that's how he expressed his pride. That was crazy. Can you just speak on that? Uh, Yeah, so he really um, wanted his presence to be known. Um, So he just kind of, we were, I wasn't like, you know, focused on that because we were just starting to work on doing energy clearing. And so I was really focusing on that. And so I was tuning in. And then all of a sudden, I saw him standing uh, to my, um, uh, to the side that, you know, that I see the male energy. So I just saw his there and I, I instantly knew it was um, your father. And so I kind of, we stopped what we were doing and I, um, to let him come in and just say hello to you. And yeah, he just had, uh, I I'm a big stealer. Uh, so, and that's the way part of my intuition speaks to me. And so I, you know, could just feel his love uh, was, was just, so much love was coming through from him and he really, really wanted Ingrid to know how proud he is of her and um, just how much, yeah, he has a lot of, he's very proud of his daughter for sure. And he wanted Ingrid to know that specifically. And, and really um, it was a short and sweet message and that's all it needed to be. I think. Yeah, I was, I have to tell you, I was, I didn't go into this session with you with that many expectations, not because I wasn't believing, but just because I've become so, um, I've become so flexible with what life wants to give me and what it doesn't feel like I'm ready for. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go into this session and I'm going to take whatever she's going to give me and I'm not going to ask. And um, this is one of the instances where asking is, you know, not necessary, I feel like. And I got everything I would have wanted and more. But I have to say the message was just enough for me. I was happy to hear that. And I also was very relieved because you said that I he does protect me. And I have felt that when I have been unable to believe in God and when I've been unable to put my faith in God, I actually, at that point, you said, you know, if you don't believe in God, you, you said that before for whoever is listening, this podcast is definitely not going to be alienated, whether they're Jewish or a Christian or, you know, or any other religion, because you said you can speak to a guide, you can speak to your masters, you can speak to your God, or, you know, in my case, when I was unable to believe in anything else, I spoke to my loved ones who have passed. So my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, who I feel so deeply protect me and are by my side for so many reasons at that time and even now I I would ask them to protect me or to enlighten me or to guide me you know and I I feel like this is something that's up everyone's alley if you don't believe in you know a, a greater being or anything like that then speak to your to your loved ones that have passed Absolutely. And yeah, I, for, I forgot that I had said that he, he definitely is protecting you and our loved ones um, do help us and they protect us and they're supporting us as well. And I think that's a, an important point to make um, because our departed loved ones are always around us and they always hear our thoughts 
And so um, don't doubt that. Uh, I would like people to know that because I think people wonder about that a lot. Like, you know, can I, you know, can I talk to my deceased mother? Does she hear me? Um, they know everything. They can, they hear everything. Can someone just come to you? I know, I know what you're going to say, but, you know, I have to to do what the general public would do. Like, can someone just come to you and say, Tammy, I want to speak to my mother. She passed away. Can you just speak to her? Uh, in, in a session? Yeah, I, I, I can do that for sure. They could do it on, on like on command, like, or you just say, well, listen, whoever comes through, comes through. Well, okay. You may, uh, generally speaking, yes, on command. However, sometimes um the 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 soul that's crossed over you know it really depends it's kind of situational or it is situational because um it they could they could be busy when you're on the other side you're in a um, place of learning but generally you know like let's say it's a friend that ha I, i've had that happen to me before someone asked me to connect with someone and they were in a place of learning and they were busy, but it wasn't like a mother relationship. It was more, right. you know, peripheral. So that person didn't come through. But generally speaking, if you have the intention that you want to connect with someone, spirit is aware of that. And so um, they'll be available when when the time is right or when you're, you know, um, talking to uh, a medium that's able to do that. Um, they'll be able be available for communication but it, you know um yeah mostly on command yeah i love that i sometimes might if you have multiple sorry sometimes if you have multiple loved ones that are crossed over uh the 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 loudest one wins <laughs> i've heard that so, before um, yeah yeah if you have a if you have a pushy personality they're going to be heard first how do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about connecting with a soul that someone who's committed suicide? The reason why I ask is because my best friend Brigitte um, killed herself a few years back. So, and I've always kind of wanted to connect it, connect with her, but I you always feel like this might be a very disturbed soul who doesn't want to be asked any questions, although she has sent me some signs. But how do you feel about connecting with those? I'm not going to ask you to do it. I'm just oh, I, asking for people that, you know, I, I find that so I've connected my best friend, Lauren, um, we've become very close in the past years. So it's not like a 10 year relationship, but we'd be friends for about six years and really, really close in the past few years. And especially now she's become a mom. Her mom passed away. She killed herself when Lauren was a bit younger. And then my other friend, Nina, her father killed himself. So it's like, we, we are very close. We're all best friends. And we kind of like all connected without knowing that about each other, that each and every one of us had, you know, a very close one, loved one who passed away from suicide. What's it like to connect with those people, with those souls? Uh, well, that would be entirely situational, but I don't think it's, um, it's, it's not negative because um they have a higher perspective okay. so they're going to be coming from a place of you know neutrality and love because they're not in their physical body so all the pain and suffering that they were experiencing here uh in their physical body they're going to have a higher perspective so um 
and uh, uh, dying by suicide also, I mean, they might not be here. Uh, a lot of times they uh, might end up right back in a body immediately. So that's why I say it's situational. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you can, it's, you can totally connect with someone who has um, passed under that circumstance. They can be something I could say, like I, I'm saying they, they could be something extremely healing. I've never dared even wonder because I, I'm thinking maybe it's negative. Maybe, you know, maybe they, they don't want to be bothered and that's why they left in the first place. But I think it is no, a very healing, healing, you know, it could be really healing for anyone going through that, knowing that I went through it and it took me such a long time to heal from it. Um, and I know it's been the same for my two best friends who experienced it with their parents. So that, that's a great thing to know. Um, I'm, we're going to say where everyone can find you, but before we do, there's something that I need to say about that. I know that the urge will be great to reach out to you and right away, send you a very personal message with personal circumstances and asking you for insight. And I want to ask my lovely audience not to do that the same way that I, you know, respond to people with their own, you know, health or wellness predicaments and questions. I feel like with clairvoyance or anything that Tammy does, it's a little bit different. Um, and it pulls a lot of energy from the person on the other side. So she is very responsive on Instagram. Each time I message her, she's not huge on Instagram. She's not. I don't think you spend so much time doing social media. Um, but I hope you will because I want everything you can give us and I'm gonna, you know, push you to post more with them for us. Um, but it's thank it's, you. You know, I, I feel like anyone that will message you, you you will be so responsive because you've been responsive with me. Um, but I do hope that whoever reaches out to you if it's, you know, beyond encouragement, or if they want to have a session with you, then I hope they will just book their session, especially because you make it so affordable. And you're you, you go over time, which you did for me and was incredible, because uh, I paid for my first session. And I was very insisting on that there's a belief that when you go to someone uh, for this type of things, they should be compensated um and I so I you know I wanted to make that clear I I don't want you to be overwhelmed and flooded with people sending you all of their issues and asking you for readings um via private message but that being said you're super responsive so I hope everyone will connect with you and send you messages and hopefully book a session with you I know I loved mine and I will be coming back for more um where can everyone find you um, thank you for all of that, Ingrid. Um, I, I can be found, uh, my website is www.tammyfranklin.net, N-E-T. Um, I'm on Instagram at, at Transcending Belief. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook as well. Um, it's uh, just search, search me for Tammy Franklin Transcending Belief and it should come up. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. Is there a book or any kind of resource to get more acquainted with what you do that you recommend? 
Oh boy, I wouldn't say there's a one book for one size fits all. There's um, thankfully there's a lot of books out there. Um, cause uh, yeah, so much of what I've learned is a little of this and a little of that, and mostly from personal experience. Um, especially in terms of the energy work that I do. Right. Um, but uh. But I feel you know, like, you know, like, I feel like the internet is so misleading. And that's one of the first things that we discussed when we got on the phone. And I said, I don't want to know anything about my future. And you said, I love that because so many people promise to tell you everything about your future. And there's, you know, there's free will and it fucks people up. And you said that. And I, I love that you said that. And, you know, you yeah. mentioned how, you know, your 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 mission is so corrupted by all the shit people find on the internet. So that's why I'm asking, like, what's a good resource? People can go on your website, they can find you. But beyond that, is there, like for me, for example, I read that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and it really, really opened my eyes. And I also recommend Kabbalah, but I also recommend Kabbalah for dummies because Kabbalah, unless you're Jewish and really grew up in the faith, there's so much around it that you need to learn before you read it. If not, it's too complicated. So there's this Kabbalah for dummies, you know, the yellow book that they make for all kinds of subjects. Yeah. So I recommend that. Is there one thing, one book that you can, that can guide people to maybe, you know, open their minds a little more to this and understand it better beyond people promising you fortune and love and, you know, and all of that shit? Yes, actually, one did just come to mind. Um, it's, it's actually a book I'm currently um, studying, and it's uh, it's the uh, Laws of One. Laws uh, of One. It's okay. a channeled, yeah, laws, law of one. I think um, we're gonna put it on the show notes. You'll you send me the link, and I'm gonna put it on the show notes so when people yeah. go to look for you and your website, they can also find the book. Yeah, it's a very long book, um, you know, and I think it's a series of books. So I think just reading even just the first, you know, book would be a great start. Um, I think it's a very um, uh, non-triggering spiritual perspective because it's not from a religious viewpoint. And it's just teaching, you know, it teach about spiritual beliefs, uh, higher minds. it's a it's a great resource for starting out your path i mean for anyone it's for the beginner all the way to advanced i'm gonna get it um, i'm excited i'm gonna get it and so if anyone wants to book a session with you like i did they can go through your website it was very easy for me to reach out to you because your daughter put us in touch but there's also a contact form on the website that you answer to very quickly i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart you've given me so much Uh, We started this about, oh my gosh, two hours ago, and we had so many interferences. Um, You were so patient and so wonderful, and I know you're probably so drained. I hope you don't have too much work for the rest of the day, but um, I am thanking you so, so much for all of this. Now, just quickly... Uh, we do have a contest going on. I don't, not not a contest. What the heck am I saying? I'm tired too. A giveaway. Uh, <laughs> Tammy yeah. partners with me to give away twenty a twenty minute clearing a session, which she can do on the phone or on Skype or on FaceTime. Uh, so for anyone who goes and follows her on Instagram, and I am going to link her account 
on the show notes. So go follow her on Instagram. Of course, follow me if you aren't already. And comment on my last picture. What was your favorite part of this podcast? Tell us what your favorite part of this podcast was. And Tammy will randomly pick one of you by, by using an app on her phone from the comments. And you will win a clearing. Um, so Tammy, thank you so, so much for offering that 20-minute clearing with the winner. And uh, hopefully everyone will connect with you and you will keep on posting on Instagram and give us more with them like you've done on this episode. Um, well, thank you. Well, I have to say, um, you know, it's, it's all by design because, you know, spirit led us to each other and led you to me. And you really inspire me that you're speaking your truth and, you know, you're not letting things, you know, you, you went to prison and here you are like yeah. teaching, you know, making the best of your circumstances and moving past everything and, and helping people. And, um, uh, you know, I have my own issues and, um, being public is, you know, like one of the things and, and I, I really need to set you inspire me to step out there is what I'm saying and post more like you said. So, um, thank you for saying that because I, I'm going to, I, I, and I love am, that. So. And you're a natural, you deserve to be public. People need you. We need you. So thank you. I'm so happy <laughs> that there was a takeaway for you as well, because there was plenty for me and I'm sure for my audience, uh, sending you so much love give love to your beautiful daughter for me although i will send her a message soon to thank her again and uh i can't wait to have you back we'll bring you back on anytime okay oh well thank you ingrid for everything it, it, it was a wonderful experience so i've really enjoyed connecting